0: Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Hey, and welcome to the short stuff. I'm Josh, and there's Chuck and Jerry's here sitting in for Dave, but he's here in spirit. So this is short stuff. So Dave, yeah, I miss Dave. I miss Dave too. It's been a little while. I haven't seen his lovely, handsome face. I have not seen another human being in two years. Oh, no, that's not true. It's been a while. You know, a human being who I have never seen, but wouldn't mind seeing because he has a great mustache, is a man named Justin O. Schmidt.
2: He seems like a stash guy.
1: Oh, he's a big time stash guy from pictures. So I've seen him in pictures. I've never seen him in real life. How about that?
2: Yeah, he seems like a a guy. I wanted to see like if there were any interviews with him on video, because he seems like quite a character.
1: You would have to be to come up with what he did, which is the Schmidt Sting Pain Index which is a scale that qualifies at least, and I guess quantifies numerically, the pain associated with the stings from different insects.
2: Right. So we've talked about the hot pepper chart. Mm-hmm. I think we've talked about the regular pain chart.
1: Yeah, the one with the faces.
2: With the faces. Yeah. Uh, and I think Schmidt realized that there was a, they knew about like the damage Mhm a sting could cause, but, like, not the actual pain level. Is that right?
1: Yeah, and he was already, he. you know, he works with um, hymnopterans, bees, wasps, and ants. He's an entomologist, we should probably say. Um, Mm -hmm. And he was getting stung already, and he's like, well, I might as well be the one to just go ahead and start making something like this so that there is some sort of index of how, how painful these things are. And I think ultimately, Chuck, he was trying to, see if there was a, a, a correlation between the amount of damage done and the amount of pain
2: inflicted initially. And where was Dr. Schmidt working at the time? UGA. Home of our national champion, Georgia Bulldogs. <laughs> That's right. Feels so
1: good to say. He was probably there not too long after the last time they were national champions.
2: Yeah, I mean, that was 1980, and I think this was in 1984.
1: Yeah. Eighty-three, eighty-four is when he first uh, published the first index. He's now at University of Arizona, and no one in Georgia cares.
2: <laughs> oh, come on, go uh, Wildcats! Sure, I think that's Wildcats, right? Yeah, that's Wildcats. Yeah. Arizona State's uh, the Sun Devils. So, as the story goes, he was going back to his office at uh, UGA there on campus, probably North Campus where the science buildings are. I didn't go over there much. Okay. not very good-looking part of campus, but that's where those science buildings are. And you haven't been to Athens in a while, right? It's been a while. Yeah, you should check it out. It's, it's, uh, you, you'll you see people there too. So you can kill two birds with one stone. Oh,
1: okay. People. <laughs> haven't seen them in a while.
2: That's right. So he, uh, was coming back after a cross country road trip with his wife, Debbie, who's a zoologist. And this is when he put out his Schmidt. It was, it's like the, one of the few times you can name something after yourself mm-hmm. without, like, because of ego, you know? Mm
1: hmm. It's, it's rather appropriate he named it after himself, not just for all of the pain he endured. He was stung at least a 1,000 times by his estimate while he cataloged 83 different species. But also, like, the personality he he associated with the index, too. It's not just, like, a sweat bee is a one, moving on. Like, he he had to describe what the pain was like or else it's basically useless.
2: Yeah, I think, I mean, we're going to probably spend the rest of this episode talking about this stuff and how brilliant he was in his descriptions, right? Right. Yeah. Should we do a couple of them before the break or should we break?
1: I say we break and then we come back and just let them rip.
2: All right, let's do it.
1: Go, sweat bee. Sweat bee is a one. I think that's that's surprising that it's even a one. But sweat bees are little tiny bees that are attracted to human sweat, as you probably know. Um, and they don't sting very often. And I don't think we said, Chuck, um, zero to four. Dr. – well, yeah, we didn't say zero to four. That's a big one. But also Dr. Yeah. Schmidt didn't – he rarely tried to get stung. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think sweat bees might have been one of the ones that he basically had to, to make sting him. induced Induced. Thank you. But he <laughs> said that um, the sting is light, ephemeral, almost fruity, as if a <laughs> tiny spark has singed a single hair on your arm. It's like a nice Pinot Grigio, too. Exactly. People very frequently um, uh, compared the this, this Schmidt stinging pain index to, like, wine descriptions. I yeah. <laughs> love it. Yeah. Tasting notes. How about fire ants?
2: The fire ant you would think would be higher, but it's only a one, uh, and uh, you point out very astutely, and we should thank uh, Business Insider, um, Ab- Atlas Obscura, Terminix, and Science Blogs for a lot of this stuff. Mm-hmm. But you point out that, you know, it's... It, a fire ant, not a 1,000 fire ants on your foot at once. That's a whole different jam. But even still,
1: fire a fire ant bite hurts. So the fact that it's one is a really good yeah. reference point for all the ones that come after that.
2: Sure, yeah. I mean, it's not a zero, so mm-hmm. there is pain involved. And this is, and of course, you're not allergic, obviously. Uh, if you're allergic, it's a whole different thing. But if you're not allergic, it's described as a sharp, sudden, uh, mildly alarming sting, like walking across a shag carpet and reaching for the light switch like okay. a shock.
1: So far so good. I could handle those. Now we're starting to get into where like I just don't want to have anything to do with these things. Like starting with the bald-faced hornet. That's a 2. That's a 2, and the way that Schmidt described it, also apparently the bald-faced hornet's sting will keep going for about 5 minutes, and I'm mm-hmm. sure those 5 minutes seem a lot longer than actual 5 minutes. Yeah. But he said that um, that the sting is like rich, hearty, slightly crunchy. <laughs> what does that mean? So, so, well, yeah, that's exactly right. What would that mean? So he goes on to describe it as similar to getting your hand mashed in a revolving door, and all, all of right. a sudden it does kind of like take more shape, doesn't it? Sort of,
2: yeah, yeah. I guess
1: so. And he had to do that because a bald faced hornet is a two, a yellow jacket is a two, but he he points out like their stings are much much different. They feel uh, the pain associated with them feels much different.
2: Yeah, because the yellow jacket uh, can go on for about ten minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, give or take a minute or two, and described as hot and smoky, mm-hmm. almost irreverent. Mm-hmm. Uh, imagine W.C. Fields extinguishing a cigar on your tongue. That's <laughs> right. <Sorry. laughs> uh, there's also something I need to point out, and I know I've talked before about the time I was stung 11 times in the face and neck oh when I came upon a yellow jacket nest camping. Mm-hmm. They uh, They hurt according to how deep the stinger was. So the far and away, the worst one and the longest lasting was the hardest to get out. It was almost fully buried Mm. in that little, uh, is it the orbital bone right under your eyebrow? Oh, boy. And it it was almost completely in there, and I barely got it out. And that one throbbed and hurt for way longer than 10 minutes. Why did you do that? Why did I do what? Why did you get
1: stung by 11 yellow
2: jackets? <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't do it on purpose. <laughs> Man, were you like going after their honey or something? No, we were just we were going down the side of a mountain toward a river and you know they have their nest in the ground and we just disturbed it. Hmm. And we got down to the river and all of a sudden they we were swarmed and I probably ran a mile through the woods and they were probably not a mile, it felt like a mile, <laughs> oh, half a mile yeah. and they were still Coming after us. Like, we stopped. Crazy. And, like, here come eight or ten of them still after us. Wow. Angry, angry yellow jackets. Wow.
1: I should probably also point out, too, Chuck, that I know that they're yellow, yellow jackets are wasps and wouldn't make honey. I was joking. Right. How about red harvester ants? Have you ever been stung by one of those? No, that's a three, though. That's
2: that's getting on up there.
1: Uh, well, you could have, though, because you lived in Yuma, and they're found in New Mexico True. and Arizona. <clears throat> but they— um, they can inflame your, your um, nerves for hours, it says.
2: Yes, bold and unrelenting. Somebody is using a drill to excavate your ingrown toenail. <laughs> oh, actually, I had a descriptor that I always said for years about the one on my eyebrow. Okay, let's hear it, was, it. It felt like someone had a thumbtack stuck on that bone, and they were just tapping it with a little ball-peen hammer. Mm. Mm. So mm. I guess I get uh, kind of identify more than I thought I did with... Weird descriptions. There you go.
1: Man, that sounds so terrible.
2: I'm glad you made it. Yes. The paper wasp is next. The most pain I've ever seen my daughter in was this past summer when she got nailed by a wasp. Oh, no. Uh, awful. It's a 3.0. She screamed like I've never heard before, and I felt so terrible. Uh, the good news is it's only about 15 minutes, <laughs> and then it completely went away. Um, and the pain—and this is actually what she said— she said, "It's caustic and burning, with a distinctly bitter aftertaste, like spilling a beaker of hydrochloric acid on a paper cut." That's crazy. So she's she's read Schmidt's book. No, I think she just improvised it. I was like, "Wow, that's really good description."
1: Maybe kiddo. Schmidt was astrally projecting at that
2: moment and <laughs> happened to find his way in. I've I'm, ne- I'm fifty. I've never been stung by a wasp.
1: You better knock on wood, buddy. Although yellow it's a wasp.
2: Yeah, true. But before that, eleven. And trust me, I, I paid for it with that 11. But I'd only been stung maybe a couple of times in my life, really.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I haven't been stung much. She's been stung like four times already, and she's six and
1: a half. we yeah. I think that has me beat, too. Yeah.
2: Wow. What's your worst? Uh,
1: I don't remember. I've kind of blocked it out, and I think about it. but Probably a bee, yellow jacket. I think it was a yellow jacket as well. Don't, they're ground-dwelling, right?
2: Well, yeah, these were in the ground. I don't yeah. know if it's exclusively in the ground, but I've, these were.
1: I, yes, I've been stung by a yellow jacket, and it is not pleasant at all. Yeah, I think those that's wasps, probably the they worst.
2: just, the wasps look painful.
1: They do. Yumi found this one. Um, it, I want to say it's a tarantula wasp, but I don't know if it Ooh. is or not. But it, it was purple and orange, and it looks just mean. I know what you're talking about. And she was like that. I that looks like something that shouldn't be near Momo. So she got Momo away, and then she went and looked it up. And yes, yeah, it turns out it has one of the most painful stings on the planet. It actually is a four, I believe, which mm. would make it tied with the bullet ant, which um, Schmidt apparently says is it's a four because that's all the scale goes up to. But it's actually like off the charts painful
2: yeah it's listed as four plus mm-hmm. uh central and south american ant big and black and uh 12 hour pain pure intense brilliant pain like firewalking over flaming charcoal with a 3 inch rusty nail in your heel man Woo. yeah
1: yeah, I've, I've heard that. There's videos of people purposely getting stung by a bullet ant on oh, YouTube, really? if you want to see that. Yeah, there's like a whole group of people who like go around using the Schmidt Stinging Pain Index and purposely get stung and make videos of it just to see what it's like and ride it out. Um, you got anything else? I got nothing else. Okay, well, that's it for short stuff, everybody. Stay clear of stinging insects. But uh, if you ever do get stung by one... Check it out on the Schmidt Stinging Pain Index and uh, see if he's right. And short stuff is out.
0: Stuff You Should Know is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.